actually say it's recording. It is, it is. And welcome to another episode of Diz After Dark. I am Nick. I'm Paul D. I'm Craig L. I'm Paul W. <laughs> and, that, and that's it for tonight. That's, that's all we've got. Because, I, I mean, as you can hear, we have got an entire roster of people. Uh, it would now appear. Um, but Chris, unfortunately, is uh, stuck in an even more remote location than Mr. Bodyface, it sounds like. I we, think they're holed up to... together in a shed. Well. With, with uh, half a gallon of honey. Ah, I see. Well, he's a, he has been known as a honey badger. Has Mr. Yes. Mr. PB. So that makes sense. Um, anyway, dear listener, thank you for joining us once again. Um, as you can hear, uh, it's been a, a cold start to the show. Um, we will be for the next show. I've worked it out to be professional. Or as professional as much as, as we can be. Uh, and, and music and normal service will resume. Um, but for this for this show, this will be the last one of the crap sounding ones. And then from the next show we record, uh, we'll be good. Saying that, I mean, now I've hyped it up like that, it could take us another three months to record the show. Just no pressure. Yeah, yeah, not to put pressure on myself, but, uh, but there we go. Um, guys, what are we drinking? Well... I started off, I'm on the Christmas leftovers, okay? And it was hot mulled wine when we started. It's now cold mulled wine and there's not a lot left of it. So it's kind of, the the Disney connection is Nightmare Before Christmas, I think. Or Nightmare After (laughs) Christmas. (laughs) See what winds up happening. I'm feeling feeling very jolly. Ho, ho, ho. I'm drinking nothing. Nothing at all. No, I've just I've just parked my train up a crew, and I'm back in work in the morning. Yeah, so, but I mean, not, not water, not nothing soft, not like literally nothing. No, because if I drink at this now that I'm at this age, I'm like forty-two. Uh, I need a wee at four o'clock every morning, and when you're getting up at half five anyway, you don't want to get up, do you? So yeah, I'm not drinking but, nothing. Yeah, but Craig, it's it's Royal Rumble. So, in fact, if anything, you should drink a low tonight, so therefore you can get up at one o'clock in the morning UK time to watch it, or maybe that's just me. Um, the other poll? Um, I'm having a pint of Sweden's finest, pint of Copperberg today. Yeah. Good lad. Yeah. What, what variety? Um, I believe it's mixed fruit. There's a few oh, mixed fruits on here. Yeah. <laughs> sure. and, it, was a, um, it was a birthday present, so... I've, I've, I've had a hell of a lot worse birthday presents than a bottle of cup and bird, that's for sure. Um, I actually posted my drink on, on the Facebook page. Uh, cause? While I was waiting, and it is a cause. It's, um, I don't know if our American listeners have this with cause light, but in the UK, or, I'm, I'm assuming Europe, but definitely the UK, um, Jean-Claude Van Damme advertises cause light. It and does, so yeah. um, the bottles don't just go cold, they go damn cold. And when the Blue Mountains show up and it says damn cold, that's the optimum time to drink. So cheers, and oh, it took me a while to find a bottle opener as well, which is almost a nightmare. Um, but if people want to contact us to let us know what they're drinking or what we should be drinking or just about anything, um, they can, of course, visit our website. Is the website still live, Craig, or are we on blog, blog, just Blogspot now? The website is churning out its usual muck because okay. uh, Boniface is still in prison and hasn't had a chance to shut it down yet. You know, those type prisons are, are hard. Yeah. So that's uh, www.disafterdark.com. Or if you, you want can, muck. If you want muck. 
But um, if you want a, if you want the real deal where it's all going off, it's disafterdark.blogspot.co.uk. And very fine it's looking as well, mm. thanks to uh, our, our new helpers. Um, and of course, you can email us at podcast at didsafterdark.com, which is still the email address, and it's just full of spam. Yeah, penis extensions, uh, Viagra. Uh, are just a few of Craig's nicknames. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. No emails off the listeners, strangely oh. enough. Yeah. Mr. D? Um, yes, and you can find us on Twitter at disafterdark. We're also on facebook.com forward slash disafterdark. There you go. So if you do want to contact us, and I think actually, uh, Craig, are we going to start with Shaft talking about this kind of thing, this, this this kind of interaction thing? Kind of went off a bit of a tangent on the last show um, to to not actually too much of a mixed reaction. Actually, um, people actually kind of apologising for not being more more into it. But um, you've been doing a bit of work behind the scenes, so um, what do you say we've been doing? Yeah, well, firstly, we're we're reaching out to our listenership and we're hoping to bring in some sponsors. And we're not trying to change the world. We're not like Michael Jackson. We we literally are looking to get dead. Well, we're looking for $15 a month sponsorship, basically. And so if you've got a book to sell, a villa to rent out, or a dog to polish, whatever you want to do, you can do it with us. And we've put a blog post out. And we're also going to, to just try and stimulate um, listener interaction, get people to share, so they can be part of growing the podcast. You see, all these Disney podcasts, we all hide behind our listener figures. So no one knows. We all say, oh, yeah, we're doing really well, but no one knows what our figures are. So as an example, we're going to now, going forward, every week, just going to put out what our downloads are for the last show. So the last show for us, which was two weeks ago, is currently at 666. The number of the beast. The number of the beast, which I'm a bit worried about, to be honest. I don't know. But the figures are going up. We've had our Christmas lull. The last big show we had was the Tokyo Disneyland one, and that's currently standing at 1,278 downloads. Mm. Right? So we're out there now. We've gone public. We've put our figures out on the blog. We've gone public with our figures. Going forward, we want the listeners, when when they're listening to the show, share a link. Let's get that figure up. You know, we can all work together. And hopefully we can start smashing UUOP out the uh, out the water. Because <laughs> I mean the thing is, you know, when when me when this show first started, and we've talked before about the history of the show, but we started because basically um, me and Paul B were um, raggy dolls from Disney Brit. Uh, we were failed um, co-host applicants um, to to go and host over there. And uh, we were a little bit edgier than than um, the Disney Brit. You know, D- Disney Brit isn't. Um, I wouldn't say twee. I think that that that's discredited them a little bit, really. Um, but they're they're probably more uh, family friendly, more Disney friendly than than we are. We're we're a lot more opinionated. Um, 
<laughs> especially me. Um, but but that was kind of like our angle. And so when we started it off, we we were looking to really just keep ourselves entertained. And if anyone joined us for the ride, it was good. And I mean, I, I can't remember what those early shows were, but I mean, you know, it was it was the very very low hundreds when we first started. And I mean, I think really our, our high, Craig, and I mean, you know more about this than I do, but I'm pretty sure it was probably when we was over on uh, Mice Chat. Mice Chat, yeah, we were pulling in two and a half to 3,000 per show. Mm. And rightly or wrongly, we've uh, we've left Mice Chat um, for our own reasons. And- I, th- I think the thing is as well, and I, I mean, and this goes back to what you asked for, Craig, with the sponsorship, you know, we're talking about $15. Now, the reason for that, um, really, is we do this for free. You know, occasionally we do joke about it, but just to let you know, we, we don't earn any money off this at all. No. We do this as a hobby. Um, and I think that that really is why um, it gets so frustrating when we do try and get interaction, because if we disappear tomorrow... There will be some people that care. I'd like to think there's, you know, 1,200 people or so that care. Um, if we did stop tomorrow, if they're the ones that download the show. But, um, you know, we do this really out out of enjoyment. Um, you know, it takes up time from our families. And, we, you know, we do enjoy it. But at the same time, there are times when you feel like you're banging your head against the wall and just thinking, why do I bother? And that $15 really is just to host a show. Yeah. Uh, on, on servers um, I mean if anyone wants to, <laughs> to give us more please do because then we might actually be able to invest in things like decent microphones um, or more competent producers which is well left to I me. mean having, sp- having sponsorship also makes it accountable mm. and we've we've been hit and miss at times where we've gone five weeks without a show you know we're, we're a fortnightly podcast if we do have sponsorship it will be going out fortnightly. It might not be all the team. We've got a, a team now of like six people. Bonnie faces away with the fairies at the moment. <laughs> Chris, Chris couldn't make it tonight, but there's still four of us. We will have guests on in the future going forward because people do like to you know, listen to guests. But the, the old model, we were constantly at the 11th hour scratching around for the next guest you know, now we've got this team of six people. We've got Jen Pease as well in the background, um, bumping around in America. She's our American uh, host. And we've got a, a team now that so we can put content out every two weeks. And having sponsorship makes you almost accountable that the, the show will go on. So it's not going away. But Good song to you. <laughs> and, you know, and the thing is, um, you know, Paul W, you've, you know, you and your, your good lady have, um, have helped us out with the, the new website, um, and obviously just, just you, kind of committing your time when you can, you can do it is, again, a little boost in the arm for us, and the same with Chris, and you know, there were other people as well, um, Steve Maxwell and uh, Vicky, who was actually going to be a guest on tonight, and is, is ill so get better soon um you know people like that have reached out and and will help us from time to time as well you know we appreciate that and you offering to help out um but yeah it's uh, gone so great yeah well just having paul uh, and chris come on board it's just being like an eject injection of oh, absolutely of of heroin 
into the arm. It's it's give us all a new impetus. We're all got a fire in our belly again, and I'm excited. Other class days are available. Um, yeah. <laughs> just not just heroin, a bit of meth or whatever. But um, but yeah, I think I think really. It, it, you know what actually you kind of make us be this open about this Craig like you have it, it a kind of weight's lifted off my shoulders a little bit talking about this because I think whenever you're you're open and honest about your agenda you know this is us trying to be as honest and truthful as possible there's nothing else here now if we don't get sponsorship we're not again we're not going to close down no no because no. that's not what we're, we're saying here at all it's not like we either get sponsorship or we go it's just you know we would like that help if someone wants to support us. We'd really appreciate it. Um, you know, again, I'd, I'd like a sponsor, right? Um, who wants to work with us and come on the show from time to time? Um, not just product placements. Come to my villa; it's amazing. But if we, if there's any villa owners out there, it'd be interesting to hear their story. Mm. You know, and uh, they could come on the show, talk about their time in Florida, and. hopefully I mean if they get one sale from the sponsorship of us that's them set up you know what I mean it's it's paid for itself hasn't it and we're not and also again we're not looking for like a long term commitment so if you do have you know if you do like Craig said a good one is a villa if you do say you know what for for two months I want to sponsor you uh, you know, like during a peak period when you you normally try and get as many bookings as you can or there's a bit of a lull or whatever then do so it's not like you you sponsoring the show means you have to do it for a, a period of time. You know, you tell us, um, yeah. and we and we'll kind of work around you. Um, and and the, the sponsors, the the advert will go out in our usual professional manner. What manner is that? <laughs> It'll be terrible. Oh right, good. Okay, now, as long as we as long as we're crystal clear about that, we've been we've been quite clear so far. I didn't want us to uh, set the bar low, and yeah. anything else is a bonus. Yeah. I mean, I think you know. I don't think if any if anyone thinking sponsorship shows ever heard something like, um, uh what's the uh, show? Tell I'm of? Tell Steve, Steve Dave. Dave. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to get the quality of that. Uh, we don't have a, a Maxwell um, that that can do as great voices as that. But we'll, we'll give it a go. And uh, the more creative you actually want us to be, if you do say we don't want a boring advert, we'll, we'll try and jazz something up. Don't worry. And if you want something normal, then we'll do that. But, you know, it's all open to negotiation. So I suppose that's the state of the union address, really. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? And now on with the show. Now on with the show. Cue music. Um, now, Craig, again, uh, I think it was yourself that brought this up for for discussion. Um, and that was Hollywood Studios. No, it's Paul. Oh, this is Paul. all Paul's oh, baby, yeah. Well, Paul, I, you know, I've got to, I want to give credit where it's due. So, uh, why don't you tell the listeners what you mentioned last week? Um, it's it's the case of all these these closures that are coming in for for Star Wars. Uh, some of them, yeah, they're, they're due to be closed. Things like Lights Motors Action, I think, is is now due to be closed. But there's things that are quite close to people's hearts. Obviously, the Osborne lights have gone, um, and the streets of America are following. Um, where the Osborne lights are normally held, and I think the big one that's that's annoyed a few people is the the writer's stop seems to be going as well, which seems to be quite beloved as a as like a little eatery place in the park, and it just seems like everything's closing all at once, and there's not a lot to replace it. No, I'm, uh, I think you're right. 
Yeah, the writer stop. That's uh, I'm gutted about that. If that is true, now, I've got to be honest. Like the writer stop, because because that does seem to cause the most reaction online. Um, I'm the idiot here that 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 didn't kind of resonate or anything. So so where is the writer stop? Right by the sci-fi diner. It's actually a join to the sci-fi diner. So if you're waiting for a table, you can just go through the door to the left of the podium, and you're in the writer stop. It's a little coffee shop, and the thing that you get in there which is amazing, is the carrot cake cookie. But you get other things. And so, it's just a great little place to hang out, have a coffee or whatever. Mm. And um, it's full of Disney books and uh, DVDs and just a, just a nice little place. If that's, if that's shutting down is and it's linked to the Sci-Fi Diner, is the Sci-Fi Diner under threat? No. I, I, th- yeah, I mean, there, was, there was mention of it, but I don't know whether it's it's oh, been really? confirmed that anything is happening with it. Yeah, wow. I'm not sure whether they they could possibly go down the line that that might end up being the Star Wars restaurant. Yeah, wow. so totally a, a retheming of the whole. I mean, I ate in the Sci-Fi Diner in October and in August, and I love it in there. Now, Stuart, if you listen back to the podcast uh, for the live show. He was critical of it that you can't see what you're eating, <laughs> and it's, it has got a really strange atmosphere in there because no one's talking to each other, everyone's silent watching the, the films, aren't they? Yeah. You know, and but you can't see what you're eating. I lost two fingers eating a burger. <laughs> were, they, were they Stuart's? Yeah, <laughs> they disappear when the sun don't shine. Oh yes, yeah, <laughs> that sounds more likely. Um. Because, I mean, the other thing as well, which I do think we, we need to stress, um, is that it's not just Star Wars that's causing this. Mm. Toy Story. Toy Story as been, well, but no one's mentioning that. It's been forgotten. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing it's because a lot of it's going to be what was um, seen in Paris and, and Hong Kong. So people know that it's going to be a little bit lame. But, um, well, actually, no, I mean, it's, it's themed well, isn't it? Mm. The Toy Story lands they built are themed well. The rides just leave a little bit to be desired. Yeah, there's there's very little uh, innovation gone into them rides mm. I, in Paris. I was totally underwhelmed with Toy Story Land in Paris. Oh, it'd be interesting when I go in, um, shortly because um, both my children love Toy Story at the moment. Um, and so I'm expecting their reaction to walking around it to be uh, more impressive than what's there but uh, you know in terms of rides the slinky dog ride is boring um i've never ever done the parachute drop or rc actually because the queues are always quite long for them and they look quite lame rc is quite good yeah it's all right isn't it um the, pa- the parachutes was the best seven seconds of my life i think Oh, I've had quite a good few good seven seconds in my <laughs> so something else. Um, I mean, I think the main thing that you were getting at, Paul, not only that the we're losing all of these key things in the studios, but it's what the studios is actually left with on an operating daily basis. Yeah. What what other things? There is other things that are going as well, isn't there? Just. Yeah, there's there's quite a quite a chunk of the that side of the park that seems to be going. 
And you've got to take into account at some point Star Tours is going to have to go down as well because it's going to be rethemed. Do you think? Yeah, well, they're going to have to retheme it towards the, the new films. Until they'll be outside. I think it'll be an open. I think what, the, two years in its new form? Um, Three years, maybe? 2011, I think. Was it? it was 2011 or 2012, because after I left, sorry, after I last went, was when it went down. So yeah, it was 2011, 2012. And see, what's what's weird is that um, Star Tours in Paris goes down, I think it's the 16th of March. It's around about that date that it's going down for for its refurb, for its its uh, ten month refurb, or however long it's going to be, to Star Tours Two. Now I know that they've thrown um, at least one scene in from the Force Awakens mm. in the American version, so it's it's interesting now because they're still calling it Star Tours Two, and I would have thought if they were going to really uh, give give Star Tours another shot in the arm already, that Paris would just be given that. What would be the point of upgrading to Star Tours 2 if it's going to be Star, Star Tours 2.5 or something? Well, I think it's more more going to do be due to uh, with the fil- uh, with the outside of the building because it's not going to fit into the theme of the new land. Why? I get you. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think the ride in the internals will stay the same, like yeah. Paul's saying, but the outside just won't fit in any way, shape, or form. But then they could probably keep the ride open, just with you know, if they're just going to change the outside, because we've seen that before. I mean, I remember Universal did that with when they started The Simpsons, um, changing over from Back to the Future. That was still open. Like some of Back to the Future was still open mm-hmm. while they started work changing it over to The Simpsons. I mean, it did all close eventually, but. Um, the the work did start while it was still uh, the other ride, so I mean there is that possibility, and I mean really, and I think the question you're asking is, can it survive as a, a what a half day park? Hmm. I, only, I, I love Star Wars, right? And I can remember the hype of Star Tours 2.0 opening, you know, the build up. And there was there was uh, touring plans. People camped outside it, and it, it was opening for soft openings and stuff like that. But it's still basically a walk on now. Mm. Even you know, three or four years down the line, you, you you're unlucky if you wait more than ten minutes. Mm-hmm. So to base a whole land around Star Wars, I I think though, Craig, what you've got to consider is that. Star Tours, and, and you know, The Simpsons is a good example of this as well. Where does Simulator rise? There are certain people that hate Simulator rides, number one. Secondly, because you've got quite a few ride vehicles inside the building, they the, like the, the time is, is quite quick to turn over. I'd argue probably quicker than even something like a Big Thunder Mountain. Because you get like, I don't know, 20 people into a carriage, into a vehicle... And you might have five or six of those, if not more. So the churning time of people is higher. So the turnover of people is higher. Um, so I think when you've got the two things together, that, that adds up to a lot. I honestly think when you've got a whole area theme to it, look at Potter, because um, we have to, um, for that kind of thing, then, it, then it's, it's busy. And also, you know, you can use the example of Carsland if you want to keep it Disney. And uh, the other rides aren't busy. And I mean, one of them's been removed or 
being changed, I'll say. But the main ride itself is always, always busy. Always got hours of queues. Yeah. And I've, and that's, I, you know, mostly to do with the ride, I think. And you can't say that whole area is a failure, but it's that one anchoring attraction that makes it. Um, and that's all it needs. And I think when it does get that, then, you know, you won't have any issues. Yeah. I think you're right, Nick, about the simulator piece. I think that does put some people off. And, the, and, so, and it's 3D now as well. Yeah. Yeah, oh, which I, I can't ride it anymore. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Because I come off the green. Yeah. yeah. I am literally green round the gills when I come off that. I don't Yoda. know how these. Big Yoda, <laughs> big Scouse Yoda. <laughs> I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think of a Yoda sentence to put into Scouts. <laughs> Stab you, I will. More, 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 more like a credo. <laughs> I oh, no, I just I don't understand. Um, I love Star Wars, but to fill a land with Star Wars, I don't know if it's. I, th- I think the tide has turned on Potter myself. I just don't think it's as popular as what it was. And oh, I don't know. There's another film coming out. Well, that's I, I think the they've mm-hmm. I think they've had to I think they've had to go to her and say, look, you're gonna to have to knock something up here mm. because that's Universal. Cool. I know we're talking Disney, but Universal have basically put all their eggs in that the Potter yeah. basket, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Well, I mean, they certainly had until this new gate that they're looking to to launch with yet more massive lands. No, it won't be Potter. <laughs> it'll just be more rides that contain big screens, won't it? Sponsored by the Odeon. Yeah. IMAX. But, um, yeah, so I, I honestly don't think... I mean, look, Star Wars at the moment is still doing extremely good business. Um, and, and also, you've got to remember as well, as popular as those Harry Potter films were and the books, Star Wars has taken more money. This film has taken more money than any of the Potters. Mm. And as a film series, then it has as well. So... The popularity is, is unparalleled. Look at the merchandising with Star Wars compared to Potter. Now, this yeah. is going to be extremely geeky, but it is me. I when, think it's about the rides, isn't it? I mean, at the end of the it's day... It's about if, the rides as well, yeah, but... If they're good, I mean... You know, look at Toy Story Mania, mm. right? I mean, Toy Story was years ago. You know, Toy Story 3 was years ago. But you can still not get a fast pass for Toy Story yeah, Midway Mania point, you know yeah. so if they get the rides right and they've got the theme in and restaurants and the merchandise and all of that it'll be it'll be fine it'll be good do we have, Paul uh, Paul W have you got a, an idea of what these rides are going into Star Wars lands because I've got absolutely no idea the, I think the main one is going to be that you actually get to go on the Millennium Falcon but right. they've not really confirmed how involved it is and what it actually what it actually does. Um, and then the, the second ride is basically you're dropped into the battle between the the first order, like we saw in the film. I think it's going to be similar to when Finn takes on the the stormtrooper. Right. Um, I think it's going to be similar to that. It's going to kind of drop you in that battle. Mm. So that could could that be something like you know the Spider-Man type raid system? I would 3D think so. Maybe? It, sound, it sounds very much like it could be. Oh, I've, I've literally just had a shiver then. Yeah. I would be shocked. I mean, the thing is, like, Spider-Man is now, what, 16 years old? 
Yeah, must be. No, 17 years old, 99, wasn't it? Like, Ireland's Adventure Open. And yet that technology, number one, is still great. Um, but secondly, Disney have never done anything with it. Yeah. Yeah. They've never done a version of... Well, no, sorry, tell a lie. Ratatouille. Yeah. Is, but it, I mean, it wasn't as as exciting, exhilarating as Spider Man was. So, you know, now could be the perfect time to do something of that ilk, certainly. Yep. Um, and also, as well, I, I can't remember if we talked about it in the last show, but did we talk about like the new, the virtual reality coaster at Alton Towers? I don't think we did. So, uh, as, uh, I don't know if people have heard about this, but, but essentially. Um, I heard it on unofficial Universal Orlando podcast, I think. Oh, really? I think Lee and Tracy got into a bit of an argument about it. Mm. They must be getting no news from Universal then. Um, (laughs) Because what they've done is they've... uh, It's the the air ride at Alton Towers, I believe. And what they're doing is you'll be wearing a headset, like an Oculus Rift-style virtual reality headset so think about what you would have tried out in an arcade in like the early 90s but weighs a lot less and the technology is better and you go on the ride but you're wearing this headset so it's letting you it's kind of they're making you see what they want you to see so you're Mm. moving as you would do but are you not going to have people throwing up in their headsets uh, well, your mouth because only it only covers your your top of your head and your eyes, so doesn't matter. But and, and if the, means, you won't know. Like Tracy said on their show, if if that technology is slightly out of sync with the ride that you're actually physically feeling, aren't you going to go? I get I'm a train driver, right? And if I go on my Pendolino as a passenger, I get travel sick. Mm. Because I'm sitting in a different place in the train, looking out of different windows. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's quite weird. I mean, I I tried it about uh, about eighteen months ago, I think, and the demo of it was a a ride not dissimilar to like um, Big Thunder uh, Big Thunder Mountain, and you know, literally wherever you looked, you know, it's like three hundred sixty degrees. Wherever you looked, you you could see something. So you could see over the side of the track, or you know, you could look at some birds flying in the air. It was very strange. So it'd be interesting to see what they do with it. But I don't think the sinking will be too much of an issue. But I just think the the because you have a bit of control about what you see, uh, where you're looking at the time, that could interfere and probably make you sick. But that you know. This is like the, the the next big thing. This is what they're they're talking about as being the next big uh, technology uh, for theme park rides. So well, you can you can go on YouTube now, can't you? On Universal's feed and ride their coasters as three hundred and sixty degree videos with your phone. Can you really? Yeah, yeah, I've done it. It's brilliant. Mm. You 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 can look down at your feet. You can look up at the sky. You know, so the technology's there. Mm. Yeah, because I, I did a Star Wars one actually. Oh. For the Force Awakens, you could uh, you went on a, on Ray's bike on Jakku. Wow. That was quite fun. Mm. Yeah, so yes, yeah, so, I mean the tech's good. The tech is good, but I I do understand the, the kind of point of view of the motion. Yeah. Have we had any uh, feedback from the Facebook group about the Hollywood? Right. Well, I'll give my top and swears before we go over to. Facebook. Me personally, I think they should shut Hollywood Studios. Oh. I I think it's an absolute disgrace that half the park is shut. 
that basically when the railway goes down, we put on rail replacement buses. So you, for the same price, you get an inferior journey. That's what they're doing with Hollywood Studios at the moment. They're charging the same price and they're filling it with dining experiences, meet and greets. You're paying the same money for an inferior product. Shut well, it. Well, <laughs> okay, then I'll shut it. I was going to say. No, no, he told me to shut it and I, he's a scouser. I'm scared. I'm stabbing. No, all right, then I won't shut it. Um, I suppose the only the only sort of the other side to that one is um, you know if they shut it they'll lose money and you, you don't really money. you don't you don't really want it to be such an impact when they try and invest on that kind of scale that that it hurts them so much that they'd never want to do it so I, I I do agree that if you're paying full price you're not getting you're not getting value for money. So I, I do think they should drop the price of the short-term tickets. Fair enough if you're gone for two weeks and you've got a two-week park hopper, right? It doesn't make that much of a difference. You've still got the Magic Kingdom. You've still got Epcot. You've still got the Animal Kingdom. Uh, you've got the water parks, downtown Disney. And if you've got half of Hollywood Studios, it doesn't make a huge amount of difference. But if you're paying full price on a one-day ticket, then it, it doesn't make any sense. So... I do think they should drop the price of the short-term tickets, Mr. Washington. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. I'd I'd probably agree that it isn't worth paying the full price at the moment. Um, as Paul just said, it's if it's included in a like a two-week park hopper, I don't think it's too much of a problem. But it's for the people that are going to the gate and paying full price on the day, and they get in there and find there's about four rides, and that's it that's in there. Um, mm. So it is, it's it's definitely shortchanging people, I think, in that sense. I mean, do, do Disney still have this policy where they don't build of a daytime? Is it all done still of a night? I think you know, when so. The, you know, so they don't... But Universal don't really give a monkeys, and they build 24 hours a day, and the stuff goes up in three times quicker. Mm-hmm. So maybe Disney could just pull the finger out and build bigger walls to hide it all behind. Yeah. Or, or turn the music up a little bit so we can't hear the hammers going. Well, I think that's and I think that's where Universal have that because Universal is quite a loud park, isn't it? Because of everything that's going on around there. So I don't think you would notice the noise quite as much anyway. But um yeah, I think you just have to be creative as well because you know what, I can understand them not doing any external work during park hours, but you can get away with doing a lot inside a building without much noise leaking out. Well, they probably are doing that type of stuff already, the inside stuff, but mm-hmm. it's, it's a theme and the external theme. And that. Yeah, and that takes a lot, normally takes quite a lot of time as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I personally am of the persuasion that really it's half a park, you should pay half the price. Yeah. Um, now, I liked your idea about shutting it, and the thing is, I, like, I understood what you said, Paul, uh, about them shutting it, but I agree with Craig. It's not a way of them losing money. If anything, it's a way of them making money, because they what they would have to do is, you know, they wouldn't have to have like all the staff. So you have people at Disney which are permanent, and you'll also have people that are seasonal. Well, those seasonal people, 
if you didn't really have the need to have them in a hotel or another park or something like that, mm. well then, you know, see you later, contact us when uh, we reopen in six months or whatever. Yeah. You know, you cut the wage bill down. Um, and, th- you know, there might be other p- parts of the park which are short-staffed because of, uh, you know, trying to save a bit of money, where they can then, because they have, they've got to still pay people, just get the staff to do work on other rides and actually speed things up. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think there's too many negatives, but I, I do, uh, I do think that it, it's a cheeky ask um, to expect people to enjoy it as a full day experience when it's, it's yeah. hardly one at all. Um, Craig, have you, have you seen? I would say our Facebook is blowing up. Oh, is it? Say. Um, well, when I say blowing up, I, I mean people are talking about it. Fantastic. Yeah. So uh, I'll I'll let you jump on, but I'll read the first comment here, which is from our dear friend Vicky, who says, um, and this this was after your your first of all your post, Craig, but also your response to it as well. Um, she says, in a way, I think it's actually a decent idea. It means we go there with the assumption loads will be closed, with the promise of something better. However, for my family, a lot of the things we enjoy most are still open, and with a Star Wars mad husband and son, they don't care about the construction as long as it means Star Wars is coming. I feel sorry for the vast majority of people who go for the average two-week holiday and know nothing of all, uh, nothing at all of the construction. And I, I mean, I think that's the thing. And uh, Mr. Washington, when we first had you on the show. Um, and we were talking about Disneyland Paris. You know, we, we kind of hit, talked about at that point about, uh, you know, really the next couple of years is not the time to go to Disneyland Paris because they're going through a similar thing to what Hollywood Studios is, is going through at the moment, except theirs is across both parks and, you know, probably for a longer period of time. Yeah, t- totally agree. It's it's very similar situation for both parks at the moment. Very interesting stuff indeed. Mm. Um, Craig, did, was there any comments there you saw that you wanted to, to pull yeah, out? Yeah, I mean, Gaz Powell, he's got the uh, the big red lightsaber. Does that mean he's a baddie? I think, to be honest, um, it was just a cooler of the two options. All right, okay. Yeah. Well, he puts, uh, I'm not sure about the ticket reduction, whether it would work. Is, it, is anyone deciding to buy a one-day ticket to go to Disney's Hollywood Studios? They must be, otherwise they wouldn't sell them. That's me saying that. <laughs> For most, it's just a filler. Uh, when they want to change from the parks that are currently better, it's still getting bums through the turnstiles. Well, that they are. They've, they've done that with the fireworks, haven't they, to get people in. Mm. So the demand must still be there. Hopefully some of the expansion at Star Wars or Toy Story Land next year will appease the folk a bit. Mm. Yeah, they've had to do something for the park and what mm. they've done, we've seen the frozen fireworks last year, it's now the Star Wars fireworks, whatever they're called, and they are phenomenal. They throw a lot of money at them fireworks. Mm. They literally mm. blow your socks off. And there's another expense that's safe. Yeah. Because those fireworks, it's, as you say, are not... Uh... It's not a half-baked uh, effort that it's stunning. Yeah. Um, Alex Harvey said that they have come in for so much criticism in the past for the amount of time it takes to do anything new. Uh, perhaps they're hoping that by closing so much they can do the whole thing rather than in stages. I do agree about the entrance fee, but they won't, as I know people will still go 
people equals spend, especially with Star Wars Fever, and there are still some major headliners open, like the Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster, Star Tours, etc. Which, yeah, is valid. You know, I suppose it might be, you know, we, we obviously have to look at it for what's happening now, but I think if we were looking at uh, Toy Story Mania going down for six months or something like that, with all this going on as well, I, I think it would call even more um, into needing to to do something about the the park. Um because yeah, they are they are kind of like the key things, and I suppose um, you know the, the things that they have closed. You know, how many people are missing the American Idol experience, for example, mm, no. Yeah. No. or sounds dangerously or something? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe oh, someone's a big well, fan. I don't know. Well, it, it wasn't as bad as people made up, but it was a minor attraction. It, it's not. It wasn't a big deal. See, I, I quite got I got quite sad when they the art of animation yeah. tour closed because I yeah. like that. Um, and uh, but uh, uh, just one last one uh, I'll I'll say from Alex Treen, um who said if they close it, think of all the poor people that have saved up to go. Yeah, and that's a good point. And they'll never get to go again. Yeah. But I, I mean, yep. at the same time, you know, they're it's not like they've just announced this stuff today this has been a period of you know announcement of closures and if you're planning to do something i would be looking ahead and going right um yeah i mean the thing is like i mean i I wouldn't book my holiday two years in advance for example i might start saving but i wouldn't be booking it so therefore i'd have the chance to to move that if i wanted to um yeah if you if you if you're just booking it and and have no interest in finding out what's there and what's not there then um, fair enough, but um, yeah, you, you'd think some people would do their research. Um, and Michelle Young said that she agrees half a park equals half entrance fee. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think there's any way they're going to shut it. You know, it will, they will make money on it. Um, you know, there's still some good attractions left. You got Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster, Toy Story. Plus, you got a couple of shows. You know, Fantasmic, yeah. Fantasmic. So, yeah, they'll either leave it as it is, and then they'll let people make a decision, or I, I don't know if they'll drop the price. I doubt it. But uh, hey, you know, I think the good thing is everybody was chuffed when they when we heard that they were investing in the studio. It was, and it needs it. Let's be honest. I mean, you know, the Backlot Tour was a shell of what it should be, and uh, you know, so it, it definitely needs it. So I just got to grin and bear it, really. Yeah. I've never. Have, I've uh, always wondered why uh, Beauty and the Beast isn't not replaced, but why can't they alternate? Yeah. Put a Frozen show in with Beauty and the Beast, and then use the theatre because it's only uh, a stage, isn't it? Yeah. You know, just change the props in the background. You've got a whole new audience. Mm-hmm. But that's another. You know, the topic for another show, maybe. I suppose, possibly, yeah. Um, right, again, we haven't got the music, but I did have uh, a rant, which is Ooh. separate to what we talked about earlier on. So, um, Craig, do you want to do you want to kind of pump me in? Uh, I, I, do you want me to do like a, a little jingle for you? Yeah. 
And now here's Soap Dishes Soap Box. That's like um, 70s rock. I, th- I think we've got a new jingle, people. Hmm. Um, so, I, I, I mean, it's not going to be too long-winded, but um, recently I found out, you know, we, we've, we've talked about the fact that I'm, I'm now a proper Essex boy rather than a fake Essex boy. You like and, women's clothes? And I do like women's clothes. Yeah, of course I do. I, I prefer them off, but I like them on as well. Um, but, um, that's, that's another soapbox. But, um, yeah, where, where I used to live or used to be near to, uh, we had a Disney store. And, in fact, um, I was trying to think about it, and I think it could have actually, me going there could have preceded me going to Euro Disney in 1992. Stop crying, Craig. And, uh, <laughs> emotional enough, I don't need you joining in as well. And, um, and, um, yeah, so I, I mean, I think it must have opened in Romford about 1991 or thereabouts, maybe a bit earlier. And it was the first Disney store I ever went to. It had the the pyramid of cuddly toys. Do you remember those in Disney stores? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. And kids diving into them, and then people still supposedly trying to buy them. Um, but they were fun times. And um, they they literally announced seven days before it shut that it was closing. <laughs> just just like that. Um and just like, uh, just, like just, just like that, just like that. <laughs> and uh, and I re- I contacted the Disney Store Facebook page in the UK, um, and asked them, uh, you know, what what it was, you know, why it was being closed and 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 that kind of thing, and got a, a very long and generic private message back about you know the kind of fluff. Disney love to do when people don't know the answer, you know, magical experiences and new opportunities and all this kind of stuff, which didn't answer the question at all, didn't address what I was saying. And the thing is, Disney stores, they, I mean, they have been closing. Um, you know, a lot of people will be able to tell us about their local areas. I mean, Bristol used to have about three Disney stores and now have none. At the, all. Dis- the Disney store in Liverpool is a tat shop. Really, it's constantly got a super sale on, and the staff are lovely. So I'm not having a go with the staff when you listen to it and see me in there. I love you all, but you're selling crap that you can get at a car boot sale. <laughs> and I mean, Gareth Maybank contacted me on Twitter, knowing that I, I live nearby, um, to tell me. And when I said that I, I knew already, he then took a picture that was taken two days after the store closed. And it was already completely boarded up, so you couldn't see into it. So they're changing it into a new shop already. So they've wasted no time. Seven days, announcement, closure, gone. And, you know, Brighton lost their Disney store. Bristol lost their free. Um, There's been about, I think about seven or eight in the last couple of years. And in that time, no new stores have opened up. Um, And... I got their generic response and I went back to them and said, you know, what I thought was magical about a Disney store and especially being a parent now, my daughter loved going in there because the Romford store had a uh, life-size statue of Sully, uh, which she was fascinated by and, you know, she used to be able to pose in front of it and because of her height, it looked like she was boo-sized. It was really cute. Um, But she loved running around there and and looking at the new things and trying to get us to buy more stuff than she actually needed. And, you know, you could just see the wonder on her face. And I guess the reason why Disney Store are doing this, and they didn't reply back to me, so I can't say for sure, 
but is that they're outsourcing so many of their products now to other companies. Hasbro have just taken over their dolls. Obviously, nearly all of their Star Wars merchandise is made by other companies. Finalmation is dead. It's going to Funko's pop line. Um, before, everyone hates me for it. Not completely. But Disney are outsourcing a lot of stuff. And so, why do you need a Disney store when you can buy the goods in Clinton Cards, you can buy the goods in Smith's Toys, you can buy your goods in Toys R Us, you can buy your stuff in supermarkets. What do you need a Disney store for? But those shops aren't Disney. They don't have the staff that love Disney. They don't have the appearance of a Disney store. They don't have that atmosphere. They don't have that fun. They're a shop that just sells the same Disney tat that you can get in a Disney store. It's not the same thing. It's not magical. So Disney stores... Like I know what you're doing, I know why you're doing it, and it, like everything, it's to save money. But just for once, think about the consumer and not just about the bottom line, and think about what people like to do. I've never gone to a Disney store and it's been a ghost town. You've always got people in a Disney store, sometimes a few, sometimes many, but they're never completely dead. There's a market for it, and you're just alienating people, and that makes me mad. Oof. I felt the rage. Did you feel the rage then, people? Yeah. That's yeah. my stomach. I'm quite hungry. <laughs> I don't know why, but I am. But do you, know, do you know what I mean, though? Like, you know, going into Argos and buying some Disney merchandise is not the same, is it? No, you're right. No. All right, it's probably cheaper as well. <laughs> my, ga- worried, but... my girls adore the Disney store. And we do, and we, we make a special trip. Whenever we're in Liverpool City Centre, we go to the Disney store. Yeah. Regardless of what we're going into town for, we always go to Disney store. But we've we've taken trips into Romford just to go to Disney store. You know, just you know, Alice might have some birthday money. We'll go to Disney store because no doubt there'll be something there that she wants. You know, but we'd okay. go there just for that. I think the. They've been throwing a lot of shit against the wall, haven't they? And some of it sticks. And they, they haven't got an identity anymore. Like I say, it's just full of tat now. The vinyl mations on a bottom shelf. Mm. The the Duffy stuffs on it is in the whoopsie bin now. You know what I mean? It's just they still have Duffy stuff. Well, I mean, they did have. <laughs> But then everything's marked down. There's a great big pile of stuff in the middle of the store, which is all being marked down, which is stuff that they were never selling anyway. But the problem is, is that... So, a good example, I think, is like Disney Infinity. I actually bought Disney Infinity in the last... When it was Disney two, Disney Infinity 2. I bought it in the sale before Disney 3, uh, Infinity 3 came out because it was like, I don't know, 15 quid. But its markup, its original price was like 40 quid. Now, that was cheaper everywhere. Yeah. They never reduced it down until they had a sale. You know, like HMV might knock it down for 25 quid for a week or something. But Disney wouldn't do that. They'd wait until they had the sales. So, at the same time, they're their own worst enemy. But, I mean, I think the perfect example of, of where they're doing this kind of synergy stuff is the Zoom Zooms, which we talked about before, those little slug things. Yeah. Because you can like you can buy those in Disney store and they're made for Disney stores. But you can buy them in Clinton Card, you can buy them in Smith's, you can buy them in Asda, you can buy them in Wilkinson's. 
and they're made by another company under license with Disney. And they look exactly the same. They aren't. They do, like, the ones that you buy outside of a Disney store are uh, filled with more stuff, stuffing, um, and they've got different tags on them. But, you know, they're based on the same template. So, you know, blindly looking at them on a shelf, you wouldn't probably be able to tell much of a difference. But, you know, that's a perfect example of where Saint really did well in a Disney store, but you can now buy elsewhere. And cheaply as well. Apparently, Wilkinsons were knocking them out for a quid last week. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, I didn't have any good ones in my one, so I wouldn't have. Uh, I need some Alice in Wonderland ones for my daughter, but just just crappy Snow White and Seven Dwarf ones. Anyway, that's enough about that. But yeah, I mean, if you, if you feel the rage, if you agree, you know, maybe maybe they'll listen to us. And if you want to contact the show. So we can send on your responses to this store. Of course, you can visit one of our websites. You can either visit www.disafterdark.com or... If you want retro. If you want retro, yeah. Or... disafterdark.blogspot.co.uk And, of course, the email address for, for those is podcast at disafterdark.com hmm. We're still on Twitter at disafterdark and facebook.com forward slash disafterdark. And insert your advert here. Yes. <laughs> advertising spiel. Other forms of advertising are available. But not really supported by ourselves, I suppose. But uh, that was all I I really had for show notes and stuff like that. Was there anything before? We've got a few minutes left of what we normally do. Did anyone want to bring anything up to close the show or... No, I'm all right. I'm... Yep. So when are you when are you off to uh, Disneyland Paris then, Nick? Oh, oh yeah. yes. Uh, next week. Yeah. I mean, this this is the great thing about podcasts. When I say next week, by the time you listen to this, it could be, or you could have already missed me going there, or I could have gone six months ago. Mm-hmm. But I just say next week. Um, so yeah, the, the beginning of Feb, I, I'll be I'll be out there. Um, we're just trying to finalise how we're exactly getting there because um, having two small children, we have a, a double buggy which is massive, um, well, pretty big, um, and or we do have the option of two pushchair strollers, and we're trying to decide what would be the the best, not just the easiest, but the best um, use of doing that while we're there, because you know they don't need to sleep at the same time but they might get tired so you then the double book is a good idea but then you'll be struggling to get around the shop excuse me they'll be struggling to get around the shops so maybe the single buggy approach might be better it's um yeah it's it's, a, it's an awkward one it's an awkward one and also um my son hasn't got his passport oh yeah <laughs> we applied for it in plenty of time mm-hmm. um but there was an error with uh, or they, they weren't satisfied with one of the uh, signees of the of the photo um, didn't didn't mark all their qualifications or something and so they've they've pushed back which uh, I've only just found out about yesterday so I'm very angry because uh, they haven't got many days to get it to us and uh, yeah I'll be I'll be putting my foot down if I don't hear anything by uh, by Tuesday but um, hopefully we'll be able to go if not let's stay here. 
Now, we're not promising anything, but we're going to try and bring some, uh, uh, do what I did in October and do some live well, I shows. Can't, I can't do that. I can't. I, it won't be as good as that. But uh, yes, I'm going to try and record some audio while I'm at the parks. And uh, yeah, so we'll see, we'll see what happens. I tried to record some audio the last time I went with some some funky earphones but it didn't really work so uh that was going to be our window to the magic special at disneyland paris but it didn't really work out so um yeah i'm gonna try i'm gonna try a method that craig used and see how that goes um but i've got to be honest i'm really excited really excited which is i mean it's you know I always get excited when you go to a disney park but um yeah. alice um luckily is at the moment completely obsessed with alice in wonderland um she never used to care for it, but all of a sudden it's become her favourite Disney film. Mm-hmm. Um, and she sings along to the songs and she's only just starting to talk. So it's all very cute. Um, and now she's, she says, uh, yes, your majesty. But she can't say all the words. So it just says, it sounds more like yes, nasty. But <laughs> it's, like, it's adorable. And when Tweedledee and Tweedledum come on, she um, grabs my hand so we can do the little dance that they do. And... Uh, I think because there's now got a, a nice one that I'm making great, so I think that will be uh, be really good. And my little boy at the moment is uh, gets so excited when Mickey Mouse comes on the telly. Mm. He runs right up to it, um, and then as soon as he disappears, he'll be right back on the sofa. But he runs right up to the TV every time he comes on. So that meet and greet should be uh, should be a lot of fun. So uh, yeah, so for those reasons, I'm really looking forward to. It. I'm not really bothered about going on the rides to be honest. It's all about just seeing their faces, meeting characters and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, w- I will say, uh, you know, having gone a couple of times now, going as a parent compared to going as a Disney fan, you know, it's great to go as a Disney fan, but there's a, there's like an extra element when you've got children involved as well. Oh, yeah. Take your Ankies with you. Mm-hmm. Nah, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. That, that's, sort of, that's, sort of what, that's for the wife, that is. No. No way. No way. We went, uh, Alice was in a Christmas performance. She did uh, about five seconds. She walked around on on the the stage floor, kind of in a in a, a weird donkey like outfit. Uh, didn't didn't have any lines or anything like. Just 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 did a little walk around, picked up a Christmas tree, and, and walked off. And uh, my wife was in floods. No it, was, it was cute, but yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, I didn't have that emotional thing. <laughs> you will. You will. Uh, yeah, possibly, possibly. My, if she meets like Alice or something like that, I probably will be an absolute wreck because I'm an idiot. But uh, yeah, well, in that case, um, I will see you on the other side of the trip. Um, mm-hmm. For those staying up or watching it when the show goes out, enjoy the Royal Rumble, which has nothing to do with Disney at all. But it's the uh, it's the whole year I start getting excited about wrestling for about three months. Then WrestleMania happens, and then I don't watch it again for another like eight months. But uh, for those that enjoy that kind of thing, have fun with that. And I guess we're back in about two weeks' time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see see, uh, if we get any sponsors. Thank you for joining us, listeners. Thank you for joining us all. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in a couple of weeks' time. Here's to Hulk Hogan. He's racist. We can't say that anymore. Oh. Here's to the Ultimate Warrior. He's dead. Oh. Here's to the Undertaker. He's always been dead. I was going to say. I'm going to bed then. (laughs) (laughs) See you later.